Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Breaking news from Sports Radio 610 is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Hi, this is uh, this is convenient because it actually plays into what we teased into this segment. The rumor had been over the weekend that the Bengals are going to put the franchise tag on T. Higgins. Breaking news, the Bengals just put the franchise tag on T. Higgins. So he's been offered the franchise tag. Now him signing the franchise tag. The tender is a, is a different deal, as we know here in Houston. Jadeveon Clowney got the tag a few years ago, just never signed it, never showed up in camp, and eventually they trade him to Seattle. I don't know. I'm not close enough to the Bengals situation, Seth, to know what the temperature is on the Higgins deal. I do know it is a tricky This is a tricky thing for the Bengals, who have a lot of cap space. They've got the cap space to do this, but they've got Jamar Chase who is, I think, thought more highly of than T. Higgins, both around the league and in Cincinnati. Like, that's, of the two, that's the one they're going to look to probably extend on a big-time wide receiver deal. Yeah. But they've got some, you know, they got some cap gymnastics they're going to need to go through. But this is our first tag. Tag season is here. We got our first one, and it is T. Higgins in Cincinnati. I don't think that affects the Texans one bit. I don't think they were in on the T. Higgins market. I don't think they were in on the T. Higgins market. I do, it, it does make me wonder... Just how many more franchise tags there are going to be now with the cap being $10 million higher than people anticipated. And yet the, the T. Higgins rumors were out there far, uh, before they announced that the cap was going to increase. Yep. Um, I am, I'm a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm a little bit scorned. I don't know. I, really, I feel like there's some guys out there, maybe like Christian Wilkins for the, the Miami Dolphins, the defensive tackle, that maybe the Dolphins might be able to figure out a way to both do all their cost-cutting measures. Like they're going to cut Xavier Howard, reportedly the cornerback, but Christian Wilkins, I've, young defensive tackle, that I think they'd really like to keep. They might now have room to just franchise tag him while also still getting under the cap. That's what I'm. Uh, that's that's what I'm most worried about. Is that some of our little items in the candy shop might be taken off the shelf? I totally agree. I totally agree. I think where this bump up in the cap, and again, what Seth's referring to is the the thought had been the cap was going to be about 245 million. It turns out it's 255 million. The total jump from last year is 30 million dollars. Yeah, it's the fourth highest percentage jump in the history of the salary cap. It's the it's the the biggest jump in just terms of sheer dollars. But that extra 10 million that I think teams were anticipating it being 245 and it comes in at 255. I don't think it helps teams out much in terms of bidding in the open market for free agents because everybody's got that extra 10 million to go bid with. It does help you in terms of the franchise tag, you're like, okay, now we got this $10 million. Okay, maybe we can franchise tag Dalton Schultz if you're the Texans. Or I do think it helps teams that were trying to make tough decisions on whether or not to cut guys, yeah. and they view that extra money as like, all right, well, now we can – you know, we can keep this guy now because we got a little extra cut money. all of them. Yeah, yeah, it does. You're right, and without getting too far into the weeds, it does complicate things a little bit because you you're also maybe going to have to bid a little bit more than you had budgeted to get the top tier guy. Yeah, I can remember in uh, in 1998 the cap went up by 25 percent as the highest it's ever gone up. Whoa! It went from I want to say it went from like 80 million up to 100 million or something wow. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, it was like I remember walking into the weight room that morning. I was doing read because it was in this time of year. There were only a few guys in the weight room, and one of the veterans, Calvin Pritchett, was in doing bicep curls like a madman. 
<laughs> he was like, I gotta go get, give me some of this money. And just, <laughs> I don't think he was even a free agent that year. It was just, you know, like when it goes up that much, salaries are gonna rise. You yeah. Know, like it's, they, the cap goes up because revenue goes up and then people are gonna, like, they've, they've got more freedom to spend under the cap. So it doesn't always mean okay. immediately, but it's, stuff's gonna, quarterbacks are gonna get paid even more than it, even though it seems like for the last few years, like it, Quarterbacks couldn't possibly get paid anymore. They're going to get paid more. And guys like Deshaun Watson, it doesn't look doesn't his, his deal doesn't look quite as damaging to the team. If uh, you know, it's a it's a slightly smaller percentage of the cap. No, forty six million. You know, you're right. No, if, if, look, forty six million. His it's been surpassed now in terms of annual average value. You know, the, you yeah. got guys in the mid fifties now. The problem with Deshaun is that they decided to credit card the first two years of it and shove all the money into years three through five. Yeah. That's that's their problem is his number's not 46. It's 64 each year for the next three years. So 64? 64. Yep. My God, Sean. And the only way to bring that number down is to extend him even further. You are married to Deshaun Watson. So, um, so T. Higgins gets hit with a tag. I would say of the names, and I think you make a great point that that extra $10 million or however much it is that teams were getting that they weren't anticipating, I do think it impacts franchise tag decisions for sure. I was kind of going through, Seth, and I, I don't feel like the list is as long maybe as, as I originally thought. I think the, t- the guys, the, the names that I have, I, I've only got like four or five names where yeah. I think the franchise tag actually somehow impacts the Texans' approach to free agency. Like they go, oh, okay. That guy was on our radar, and now he's not on our radar, or at least for the time being isn't on our radar. I think Matabike for sure in Baltimore. I think Christian Wilkins for sure. I think interior defensive line is going to be an area that Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryans try to beef up, literally and figuratively. And then I think two ends. I think Brian Burns is somebody who should be on the radar, at least for the Texans. Yeah. And then Josh Allen in Jacksonville, defensive end Josh Allen. Uh, Josh, is, is, I think he's a tag candidate in Jacksonville. Yeah, and I, I think like both those guys, Brian Burns and, and Josh Allen, would be very intriguing to the Texans. Um, I think that like one of the one of the issues with the premier guys in free agency is always that all right, if you're an offensive tackle or an edge rusher or a quarterback, why would you? Why is this guy even? reaching free agency mm-hmm. like usually teams do a pretty damn good job of locking those guys down no matter what unless the guy is dead set on getting out of there um and uh, and that's where you're right to th- assume that josh allen now the, the difference with josh allen is that they drafted trayvon walker with the second pick overall first first overall yeah, yeah. um Two years ago, and like he does not look like he's worth it. And but you've already used that draft capital. His the salaries okay there. It's just I, I don't think they can let go of Josh Allen. If Trayvon Walker had worked out, I think I heard Landry making this point. If Trayvon Walker had worked out, then it would be a lot easier to let go of Josh Allen. But right now they need Josh Allen there. I think the like some of the defensive backs like Jalen Johnson for the Bears. That's the one there. Okay. You know, he might have been an option for a candidate for the Texans, but the Bears might have a good chance of franchise tagging him now. Um, Legereus Sneed, the Chiefs are the interesting one. If Legereus Sneed, if they can come to a, if they can franchise tag Chris Jones and then work out a deal with Legereus Sneed or vice versa, like they, they might have more options right now than people thought they did. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are in better caps situation than I think. 
people assumed they were going to be just because, you know, they had to let Tyreek Hill go because he can't pay everybody and all that. Um, but this, this, if anybody was worried about the Chiefs and, you know, gosh, I hope they're okay. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I think they're going to be okay. I think they'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, they're worried about the Chiefs. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they've got a couple guys that, that could get franchise tag. A couple people asking on the text page, does, does that extra cap space help the Texans with Grenard? Um, yeah, look, look, extra cap space helps with anything. Does it make it, does it increase the chances of them tagging Grenard, do you think? I don't think so. $22 million is a big number to carry, even for a team with cap space, to carry for a guy that you feel like there might be replacements out there for. Yeah, I wonder, too, um, I think that, I think that D'Amico probably really likes Jonathan Grenard as a person and as the type of dude he is and as a player. I, I almost wonder if, given that Will Anderson's not a huge defensive end, if they want somebody that's uh, leaving a little bit more of a physically imposing presence. Mm. Um, and uh, like that's not what Jonathan Gennard is. So I, I wonder if they might end up looking for more of a prototype guy. I don't think Chase Young would be that guy. I think Chase Young, I think you brought this up, didn't you? Chase Young maybe on a prove-it deal. Yeah. Like if that money isn't out there. Like I, Chase Young strikes me as that kind of guy that, man, he might be like Chris Jones. I, he probably performs really well when he's desperately trying to earn a contract, but it's not always what you should expect from him consistently in other situations. And yeah, maybe I would be interested and intrigued in that. Uh, Cause he does, man, Chase Young has some curious lapses in energetic play. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> a polite, polite way to say it. <laughs> That's the yeah. only thing that would give me skepticism about, Signing Chase Young to like a one-year deal for, I don't know, like 10, 15, whatever the number is, 15 million bucks, um, is that he's kind of in a prove-it year this year. Like he was in a contract year, and he's lollygagging around in the NFC title game. You know, like it's – Yeah. Like that. Yeah, I, Do we really know that he's going to go all out on a one-year $15 million deal or whatever it might be? I don't know. Which isn't to say that he's a bad dude or anything. Sometimes I think guys – Sometimes guys just get lost. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's more of a okay, they just get lost. I don't know. Just at times, there were times where I felt like James Harden was even when he was trying on defense. Sometimes he would just also get lost on defense. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, even when he was fully engaged in everything. It, there was still a lag somehow. And I think Chase Young might be there. The problem is that Chase Young doesn't also get to play offense like James Harden. Did. Right, right. You know, right, if you right. get lost defensively and your title and you- is defensive end. That right. gets to be an issue. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, text message. Got to disagree with you, Sean. The T. Higgins franchise tag does affect the Texans if they plan on getting in on the bidding for Mike Evans. Higgins signing means franchises have one less wide receiver to play off of Evans in the yeah. bidding. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. It's all got. There's a there's a trickle down effect. Supply there for and sure. demand. You know, I, no, I, that's I, a fair yeah. point. And I think yeah, maybe that applies to a lot of the other positions because if the uh, if some of the marquee if. If fewer of the marquee guys are available, then the guy, the marquee guys who are left on the free agency market are going to be hotly hotly fought over, yep, I would imagine. That's a really good point. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you uh, on a uh, Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Former colleague of ours sat right in this very seat, right in this very seat, was asked, who can challenge the Chiefs next year? You're going to love his answer. We're going to have it for you next.